0: So welcome to Discover Church, a place where we encourage people to connect with Jesus. Is there a cooler thing? Thank you, Thomas. I've got my number one supporter in the front row. <laughs> How good that? He just turned nine and he is loving it. Thank you. So a very special welcome to all of our guests, everyone who is here. Anyone who is here for the first time, you are our VIP. We love having people come for the first time. So we hope you enjoy the morning. Also to our digital attenders out there, hello, we love you. And isn't isn't technology awesome that you can log in and be at church if you're sick or your kids are sick or you're on holidays, you can still always come together. So leave a comment, say hi, let's encourage people and be really interactive. So at Discover Church, we love connecting. We love, you know, as I said, building relationships. So we have this Connect card, uh, which you can use to communicate with us. So whether it's feedback, whether it's, you know, prayer requests, we really love getting around our family and praying if there is a need. Or if you are new to the church, we would love to get in contact with you. So if you've got the Connect card, then you can hand it in the back or in the bucket during our time of giving. Now, hands up who likes parties. Thomas is the first person to put his hand up. Yes, every nine-year-old loves a party. Even better, who loves birthday parties? Oh, there's like three of you. What? Come on. There's cake. There's fun. Yes, amen. Amen to birthday parties. Well, next Sunday, it is our 36th birthday party. How cool is that, that we have, our church has been going on for 36 years. So I welcome you all to attend, but also to use this opportunity. Obviously, we are really focused on getting out into the community, encouraging people to, you know, just come and be with us on a Sunday. So invite your friends, invite your neighbours, invite your work colleagues. There's a few key services during the year that we really focus on having as a bit of an outreach And what better way to, you know, have an outreach but with cake, okay? I personally don't like cake, but I'm the exception, not the rule. Um, I know, it's weird. Anyway, so we will be doing make your own cupcakes for the kids so they can decorate and how fun's that? So we'll be doing that. We'll also be doing lots of games. So it's a really, really great time to come together and celebrate a birthday because 36 years, that is awesome. It's my age. No, it's not. I wish. (laughs) Okay, now we will be uh, coming to a time of giving. So, you know, we love love to give financially to our church. You know, this helps support, keep the church alive, get into our community. And it's just something that we really love to do from the heart. If this is your first time uh, or you're new, there is no obligation to give. But uh, we'll be passing the buckets through But also, again, the joys of technology, you can also give by bank transfer or by credit card as well. So that is our way of giving. So now I... (laughs) Are you going to start giving your money, Thomas? You seem very excited about that. Yes, you are. (laughs) We'll get to that. Okay. So the past few weeks, we have been running our summer series, which has been... How awesome has it been? Yeah, I thought so. Um, so it's a time where we get to actually hear from you know, members of our church and our community. Obviously, we love hearing from our senior pastor, but it's also time to you know, hear from the hearts of others. So we have three amazing speakers. We will be hearing from the beautiful Olivia King and our, also our amazing deaf and hard of hearing pastor, Pastor Rod. We love that. But first, I would like to introduce our first speaker. This man is an incredible man of God. He, honestly, he loves sharing about Jesus. Everything he does, he outworks Christ. And he is a a father of three. And by all reports, he must have done a really good job because he scored the best wife on the planet. (laughs) I would like to introduce my husband, Mark Oliver.
1: Oh, Thank you. Thank you. How... How amazing is it to be uh, introduced by the most beautiful woman in the room? (laughs) So good. But I often get people, uh, have people ask me, what was the first thing that attracted you to Lauren? And beside her stunning good looks, uh, it's her ability to clearly hear the voice of God and then to outwork it in her life without the need of someone else saying, look, I really think God's got this for you. She's so uh, so quick to both hear and act the Word of God out in her life. All right. And who would have guessed that that was her first time uh, hosting this morning? She nailed it. <clears throat> Thomas gives his uh, thumb of approval, so that's awesome. Ah, oh, 2022, what a crazy year. Who had a crazy year in 2022. Awesome, I think. But it's not 2022 anymore. But I just uh, wanted to share uh, a key thing that happened uh, for us, or for me, in 2022, and some of the lessons that I've learned. So, at the end of 2021, um, we just finished our second quite significant legal battle in our business, and I, we got to the end of the year, and I thought, great, it had just finished, no more of that, S- highly stressful, struggling through, un- just David and Goliath sort of situations, and we came out on top, and I was like, great, we can just breathe, it's all good now, we can go into 2022, all of that rots behind us, and done. Then it got to halfway through the year... <laughs> before that ended, and we got into another crazy situation where um, we discovered that we'd been sold our house with a a fraudulent building permit and occupancy permit. So, legally, we weren't meant to be in our house. So, that was... As you can imagine, think of if tomorrow you opened up a letter and it said your house needs to be demolished in two weeks. Okay. So it was a crazy time for us. And yeah, most of it was all out of our control because it was previous owners and the surveyors, and we had. So that started a legal battle that's still ongoing for us uh seven months later and yeah in our relationship when something like that happens that's my responsibility to step in and sort it out um and as you can imagine that's a lot of weight to carry because well if something happens in your house so from that moment on we understood that we had no insurance over our house because you're not allowed to be there um and yeah, going back and forth with lawyers, with the previous owners, and not getting anywhere with them either. It was a very, very stressful time. So during that time, my obviously it was great to be able to share some of it, most of it with with my wife, but I wouldn't have been able to get through that time. And to be honest, the last two legal battles as well uh, without my life group so it's like there's so much we can share but when you get together with a group of guys that want nothing more for you than the best nothing less than the best for you and without any agenda on themselves, but nothing more than for you to walk into the destiny that God has for you, for your family, for your partner, all of that. It's There's something unique about being able to walk into that room each Wednesday and share, this is what's happening. And every time, after I shared the first time, every time it was, okay, Mark, how's, how's it going? How are you going? How's the family going? And then to be able to share that together, to pray for it, to have them following up throughout the week as well, it really does bring that sharing your burdens. You you really understand it in moments like that. Because you do leave, I left every life group meeting, every night on, back then it was a, so we lived in Altona North, so it was an hour drive back each time. And that hour drive back was so much easier than the hour drive there. Because you left without those burdens and it, or sharing a lot of it with them, it wasn't that any of them came up with the magical solution, or that God spoke to them in prayer and said, "Do this, and it will solve everything." but it was just sharing together each time, having those burdens just passed off and eased, and away you go. It was quite yeah. Quite special. I really don't think that you can actually do life without community, and that community, as well as this community, is what gets you through those things. Obviously, you can. We could just push our way through it ourselves, not share with anyone, not have anyone in our lives that's not there just to solve it, but is there to walk through it with you. You can do it, it's just a lot harder. A lot harder. So I'd encourage you, if you're not in a life group, get yourself into one. So a life groups, if you don't know, it's where we meet throughout the week with a group of people that are at the same stage in life as us and we can walk through life together. We can share about our lives. We can, most importantly, pray and worship God and wrestle through with the word that's mentioned here on Sundays – and applying it to our lives. Now, don't don't get me wrong, like it wasn't it hasn't been all doom and gloom with going through these legal battles. It actually, this most recent one, made us sit back and reassess: well, what's the next chapter that God has for us in our lives? And for us, it was to move. Back from Altona North, back down here to be planted more firmly in our community. Like I said, you can't do life outside a community, and driving an hour each Sunday here and back, there and back, and on for Life Group, it it did, did make it a lot harder. But but being back here, I'll still never forget the first Sunday after we moved back, just before Christmas, walking back in. And yeah, we'd been here heaps of Sundays throughout the year and throughout the seven years of living up in the city. But the first Sunday moving back, it felt completely different. Because we'd started to feel like visitors, but now we felt like family. And the only thing that changed was it's, it was now... a 19 minute trip instead of an an hour and if you had traffic sometimes two hours and if you had really bad traffic sometimes it was a u-turn and watch online (laughs) so yeah that's been amazing being back here and already catching up with people life group became not just a wednesday but okay let's go out for a hit of golf let's catch up at someone's house with our family and we could do that so easily already uh, and I'm looking forward to 20 this year with our life group of really pushing in further to what God has for us but also building those relationships together with that amazing group of men. Oh, all right. Um, I now have the pleasure of introducing a fellow Swan Hillian uh, with an amazing heart... For the youth of this community and a determination, a passionate determination to follow, regardless of whatever else happens in her life, the destiny that God has for her in Olivia King. Now, as she comes up, I have one verse I'd love to just leave you with to encourage you around your life groups this year. It's Hebrews 10:24 to 25. It says... Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his returning is drawing near. Thank you.
2: Thanks, Mark, that was wonderful. Uh, So just to introduce myself properly to anyone that doesn't know me, I am Olivia, Uh, I'm 22 years old and I've been a part of this church here at Discover Church for um, about four years now and previously was connected, as Mark said, in regional Victoria in Swan Hill. Um, I have the privilege at the moment and for the past um, year and a bit of leading the youth group as the youth coordinator with an awesome team of um, three, four others, three others Uh, which is wonderful. And we get to lead a great bunch of young kids who, teenagers, sorry, who are, some of them are here today, which is great to see. Now coming into uh, 2022, out of COVID, I kind of realised, and it didn't take me that long to see that I was in a different place to probably a lot of my friends, my life group, and probably even when I was thinking about it, maybe even the general atmosphere of the church at the time and I was reflecting back on why this was and on one hand I'm really grateful to God for the way that he strengthened my faith and believe that I really saw him bring me a greater strength through the COVID lockdowns and I'm really grateful um, for his faithfulness to me through that time but I think I also have to attribute some of it to my sometimes very annoying um, sometimes great Level of productivity, and if you know me, you'll know that I don't really have much of an off switch at times. Um, And so, during the time of lockdown, which I'm sure everyone has fond, maybe just distinct and not fond memories of, um, I did maintain, as expected, a high level of productivity. And some of the things of what this looked like in my life was I was completing my second year of a discipleship course here at the church. At the same time, I just started leading the youth group here. And I was also starting my first year of full-time study of psychology. So all of these things quite mentally stimulating and kept me going. So coming into 2022, I was already really running my life at 110%. Um, And naturally, I had the urge to really get back into it. You know, the doors are open. We're able to come out of our rooms now, out of our houses. And I remember starting the year really praying around building momentum and momentum in my personal life, momentum in the youth group, in our life groups and in the church. And, you know, God's going to do a new thing and it's a new season. And like I said, the doors are wide open. But it wasn't really like that coming out into 2022. And it didn't take me long to realise that most commonly people had a post-COVID lag. And people really needed to find their feet again, find their rhythm again, and I'm not sure if you remember what it was like, but there was kind of this, um, this need to come back and desire to come back, but not really sure how to find the capacity to do the things that were, you know, what normal people would do again. Uh, and at the same time, I had some really close friends who had some mental health struggles, some really real struggles uh, and anxieties to work through coming out of this Um, But when I reflect, it's really sad. I really struggled to empathise with my friends and with other people because I didn't really understand what they were going through. Uh, And unfortunately, at the time, I didn't really make the effort to deeply understand what they were going through. And I um, recall probably the best example I have. I recall many conversations that I've had with my boyfriend, Jack, you know, we'd be sitting in the car, maybe on our drive to work or to a date or going for a walk or something and Jack would really casually just ask me a question about my life or the youth group, maybe like, hey, what are you going to speak on next week, Liv? And I would absolutely just launch into a big monologue maybe or discussion or whatever about my ideas and my passion and my heart and I'd uh, try to bring him up to speed and all the things that are going on in my mind and the things that I wanted to hold on to and bring about at the right time. And if you know Jack, you'll know that he's the first one to get so excited for you. If you share a news with him or a story with him, we're the first to support you in anything you do. And so I'd finish my big speech or whatever it was after maybe like 10 minutes, and I'd look over to Jack, and there'd be nothing. <laughs> Just a blank stare, a blank expression. And Jack's a great listener, he was listening, but he was just on a different page, and I was expecting him to be at the level that I was at, and he wasn't quite there, and that was perfectly okay. But in this um, moment and in these times, I would get so frustrated with him or with myself, and reflecting instead of working through all of this really properly. I would come up with um, conclusions about his lack of reaction. You know, Maybe he doesn't care as much as me or uh, he doesn't have the responsibility that I have and so it's okay that he's not doing or thinking or you know, getting excited the way that he normally does. And um, at this point, I resigned to be okay with it. And for the, almost the whole year, I had resigned to just be okay with it. I was going to be different um, I had this underlying level of judgment which I didn't see in myself, um, this lack of grace that I didn't see in myself, just operating in the background. But I resigned to just be okay with it, do my thing, let people do their thing, love people around me, love the youth, love the church. And I did and I love that I did and I love the people that came along. But like I said, this situation and this um, probably even people I found still so, Frustrating in the background because I'd never really taken the time or given people the chance to be understood, um, and this this came to a head when Caleb was preaching our, on a Sunday morning about how the church is the only organization, sorry, that exists for non-members, for the people that aren't here in the building, and. The opportunity of the church was that we then get to be a blessing to those around us. And in the same message, he shared and urged us to seek to understand rather than to judge the unchurched. And I came away feeling really challenged by this because it was that moment that I realized that I had lacked grace. And I had been operating with um, a level of judgment in my heart towards other people and not really considering or understanding where other people were coming from. Uh, And I didn't give people enough credit for their efforts and contributions and the way that people were really trying and and trying to give back to the church community and even just operate their own lives as best as they could. Uh, And as a psych student, one of the um, rules of thumb, I suppose, is that compassion and empathy and unconditional regard for people is the best way to build a client-practitioner relationship. And because of this, I, I just wondered how much better I could have served God's kingdom if I'd been able to let go of judgment and of pride and really love the way I wanted to a lot earlier in the year. Now, there's a scripture that says this better than me. Uh, Romans 12.3 says, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought But rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. Now I know that in my heart I desperately want to be used by God for his purposes. I desperately want to see the world through his lens, see what he wants, and not just through my own perspectives or perceptions of people and of the world around me. And as Paul writes, I think that this begins with not really thinking of ourselves more highly than we ought And so from this, how can I now, in humility, let go of judgment that I had and really come to try and meet people where they're at? And if I have this energy and this passion and this desire to give, then maybe I could find a way to serve and help others without this low-level frustration operating in the background all of the time. And where I found it frustrating, I realized that my service of the kingdom and my leadership and even just me as a person, I could really be a blessing to other people all along. And ever since um, I've noticed, there's not been any, I suppose, immediate outward positive consequences of this, but um, I found myself feeling a lot more grateful for the team that I serve with, Uh, grateful for Jack's support to run the ministry, grateful for the church the church community that I'm in and grateful for the people that really are putting in the effort and, and really praying and loving God the way that they know how to. Uh, and, and this, I suppose, instead of the outward change, is really showing to me that God's really changing me from the inside out so that I can serve his kingdom. And I really felt this confirmed this morning just in worship. I felt God say to me, that I'm starting at your heart, live. Um, And so just to finish, I've got another scripture which has really been um, standing out to me throughout this week, and it's Philippians 3, 3 to 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but rather in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. And I really encourage you that uh, as you serve or as you walk your day-to-day life to Have the humility to show a high concern and take the time to really come to understand others around you in your sphere. And I also wanted to encourage you as well that we have some um, great teams in the church. And if you feel that you've come into this year with maybe a little bit more to give or a little bit of passion for an area or uh, people, group or anything like that, I really encourage you to find a way to serve and, and be a blessing to others with that opportunity. Take the opportunity that you have to be a blessing. Now, that's all I have for this morning. So thank you for um, listening. I would like to now invite Pastor Rod. Now, Pastor Rod is one of those people that really does take the time to understand and love and um, show people God's kindness.
3: Good morning, my name is Pastor Rod Chapman and I'm the pastor for the deaf and hard of hearing congregation. I've been here for 11 years, which is very exciting. You know, we have our birthday next week, but for me, this is the birthday of my being here 11 years and I hope for many more years. I would like to share about something that really affected me last year. I realized that so many people had been affected by depression, anxiety, stress, and had even committed suicide. Late last year, I was contacted by a father who asked me to lead a funeral for a young deaf man who had unfortunately committed suicide. I was really shocked because I had never presided over a funeral um, for someone who had committed suicide. People who had died of natural causes, yes, but never someone who had suicided. And that really affected me. I thought, you know, what will I say? My goodness. And I said, yes, yes, absolutely. I would lead the funeral service. And the funeral was to be in Shepparton. So I went there. And I really spent a lot of time in prayer. I had a lot of time talking with God about it. So I really wanted to share this person's life without causing extra pain or distress to the family. And God took that opportunity to show me that there are millions of people in the world, deaf, hearing alike, who are going through a great deal of trouble with stress, anxiety, mental health issues and who tragically do commit suicide. It's not a few, it's many. And COVID has really affected that. So many people now experience anxiety as a result of it. You know, so many people really struggled being stuck in a box, having to stay home, losing those connections. You know, they forgot what it was like to be free. You know, they wanted to be out and be doing, but the laws said so strictly, no, you may not. You must stay home. You mustn't be in contact with people. You must mask up. It created so much anxiety and so much depression. And people just thought, well, what is the point of it all? Maybe there is no point to it. After the funeral service, many people came up to me and said, oh, that was just a beautiful, beautiful service. And, you know, many of these people themselves were not Christians. But I think it really impacted them. Because it was all about the heart. It was speaking from the heart. You know, you and I can never get an insight into what's going on in a person, their heart, Um, what would prompt a person to commit suicide, what would force them to do that, all the things that lead up to that. Only God can know that. Sorry. And we don't know when that time might come, when when a person might put us into into a person's life and when a person might reach that decision that they feel they have no other choice but to end it. Unfortunately, last year, three young deaf men committed suicide. Three young lives. And I can understand why they chose to take that decision. Deaf people are very isolated. And then with COVID restrictions on top of it, I can imagine that it just got to the point where they couldn't cope. And they thought that their only option was to end their life. And it it really, it just broke my heart to see deaf people in so much pain. Deaf people have limited access to mental health services. There's always historically, and even now, there's still so limited access. Yes, things are starting to change. We're starting to get more access. Um, The government's starting to become more aware of the problem and put in more services, but it's still, it's not enough. And COVID created such a terrible barrier for the deaf community. But we have to remember, God is here. And God can do anything. So I'm speaking to you now for the deaf and for Christian people. And I wanted to say to you, if you experience anxiety, depression, mental health issues, I wanted to point out Isaiah 41.10, which says... So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. So if you have depression or anxiety or any form of mental health issue I wanted to tell you you are not alone you really are not alone you are here, you are in this church you are connected there is no shame in it if you feel you need support please see one of our leaders here they will support you and get you connected with professional help We as a church care deeply for your well-being. I know that after COVID, you know, the depression and anxiety, um, it was rife and it was real. And I had a quote from John 10 that I wanted to read. A thief comes to steal and to destroy. But I came to give life, life. In all its fullness. Really, the enemy wants to destroy us, our health, our life, our family, our marriages. But we will not be destroyed. Because we have Jesus with us and the life that He gave us. So I encourage you to cry out to God. He is our Abba, our Father. So please, cry out to him. Cry out for help. And he will reach out to you and he will take you into his arms and surround you. Proverbs 18 says, The Lord is like a strong tower. They, those who do right can run to him for safety. And this is true. He will wrap them up. Remember, you are not alone. You are loved and you are worthy in the eyes of our beautiful God. And now is the time for us to reach out to Christians and to non-Christians, to all those who are experiencing depression, to share with them love and prayer, and support. I have a picture, if you wouldn't mind displaying it. Run to him, I say to you. Please, if you feel depressed or anxious, turn straight to him. Don't don't turn inwards, just turn straight to him. His love, out of his gracious love, he will wrap you in his arms. So thank you and God bless you. I'll pass over to Pastor Caleb now.
4: Thank you, Pastor Rod and uh, Olivia, Mark, everyone who shared this morning. Um, Before we go home, I just really feel that God wants us to take a moment uh, to pray And I really want to give you the opportunity to seek God this morning. We've listened well. We've heard the voice of God through these different speakers. But uh, it's really important just to stop and to spend some time with him and uh, to see what he is saying to us. And I really appreciate that, Pastor Rod. It's so powerful. He's such a courageous uh, man, always willing to step out and talk about uh, something powerful, something specific. And uh, the mental health stuff is really, really uh, important. Um, I love how Pastor Rod brings it back. Uh, To Christ, because that's critical. You know, the world can offer mental health support. Uh, We've got a great country, there's lots of mental health support, uh, but there's something that's deeper than mental health and that's spiritual health. Spiritual health underpins mental health and probably part of the reason we have a mental health crisis is because unfortunately our society is really unanchored itself uh, from God and from meaning and from purpose uh, but if you can find Jesus at a deeper level it really helps uh, in, a, in, a, in a way uh, with your mental state, your emotional state, uh, your physical state uh, and that's the, that's the connection point there and I love that Pastor Rod, you've got to come back to Jesus at the end of the day, everything else will let you down, you might have the greatest psychologist in the world but eventually they won't be able to answer your questions but God can answer Every question, and that's so so powerful. So, I'm just going to invite the band back up, we're just going to play a little bit behind me. But uh, as I do, I just want to um, encourage you with Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Uh, Jesus uh, returns back to his hometown of Nazareth and he goes into the local synagogue uh, on the Saturday uh, when the Jews meet in the local synagogue, and uh, he's handed the scroll of Isaiah to read. And so, Jesus stands up in front of uh, his. uh, Friends from high school, his friends from primary school, uh, maybe his father Joseph was there. All the local boys were there that morning and he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind and to set the oppressed free. Verse 19, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Now, as he sat down, everyone looked at Jesus with a funny look in their eyes. Because this wasn't just another Sunday, another church service, so to speak, another weekend in the local synagogue, so to speak, when someone was just reading from a scroll once again. There was something different in his tone. There was an anointing that fell from heaven. And the verse goes on, you can read it. The whole synagogue, it says, looks to Jesus as he sits down. Every eye fixed on him. What did you just say? What did you just say? You see, the bit from Isaiah that he had read, everybody understood it as a prophecy Of the Messiah the chosen one of Israel that would come to not only save the Jews but to save every nation on earth this was the answer to the human condition the problem of sin our weakness our our wars our battles our pain our difficulties all the Jews were waiting for a Messiah and they knew he would be anointed and they knew he would set captives free and they knew he would declare the year of the Lord's favor and Jesus had said it in a way And the room had kind of said it in a way, and heaven had kind of said those verses that were very common to them in a way that everyone felt a shift. And it wasn't just a shift in Nazareth. It wasn't just a shift in Israel, but it was a cosmic shift. It was a movement from one age of humanity, of the universe, of the cosmic reality, from one age to the next, jesus the son of god god himself was not only walking on the earth because he'd been doing that for 30 years but this was the beginning of his ministry and this was his mission statement that he read out that day that i'm here to set captives free now when he says captives he, he, he doesn't mean only literally people that are locked in prison but he means every human being that is captive to your own selfishness, your own sin, your own shortcomings, your own pride, your own judgment of others, whatever it is, Jesus Christ has come to set you free from your own shortcomings, your own problems. Jesus said, I've come to de- recover, bring the recovery of sight to the blind. And it didn't only mean literally blind people would be healed because they were healed. But those that are spiritually blind where you can't see God, where you feel like it's ambiguous, where you feel like life and your future is maybe doesn't make sense. God has come by His Spirit, even this morning, to give you clarity of tomorrow, to give you clarity in 2023, to help you see Him like you've never seen Him before, and to declare the good news to the poor. And this isn't only good news to people who are financially poor, but Jesus was saying good news to the destitute, the downtrodden, the oppressed, those that are having a hard time, those that are spiritually poor, that are far from God, that aren't sure why they're here on this earth, those that are thinking of committing suicide, those that are struggling just to get out of bed in the morning, those of you that might be here this morning that are really not sure about God, have forgotten how to pray have lost your spiritual rhythm. Jesus has come to preach the good news again. And this is something that we're going to center on as a church this year, the good news of the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, this good news to all humanity, that God has come in the form of Jesus Christ. This gospel is going to transform you every day, every week in 2023. This is the good news that we are to share with our neighbour. Jesus, at the end of His ministry, the last thing that He said, this is the first thing that He said, the last thing that He said was again about the good news. Go into all the world and preach the good news. This was His mission. This is our mission for those that follow Jesus Christ. So why don't you stand with me for a moment. Let's just sing this song. And I want you to focus on one thing as we finish the good news of Jesus Christ. I want you to focus this morning. Just close your eyes even right now. The good news comes and it sets you free today. It sets you free in 2023. The good news has come to take away oppression, take away issues, take away problems. Just begin to picture the good news. Let it be at the center of your heart the centre of your marriage, the centre of your family home, the good news about Jesus, that Jesus has lived, that Jesus has died, that Jesus has risen again. I believe God's saying that's going to transform our hearts more than it ever has before. The gospel can be one of those words, kind of like love, that's just so common we've forgotten what it means. But God is going to reintroduce us to the gospel, reintroduce us to the good news about Jesus so that we understand it at a deeper level in 2023.
5: Thank you, Lord. Of the Lord is here. Let's
4: sing together this morning.
5: The atmosphere is changing now. The spirit of It's really yours.
4: upon you just like it was on Jesus the spirit of the Lord is upon you he has anointed you to preach the good news the mission of Jesus is the mission of everybody who follows Jesus To sense the anointing of the Holy Ghost on you this morning sense the presence of God here this morning You might want to lift your hands. You might want to close your eyes. Just as a sign of opening your heart up to God in 2023. Don't do another year of just going through the church motions. That's not God's heart. That's not our heart here at Discover Church. We believe the Holy Ghost wants to encounter you, wants to change you, wants to transform you, wants to open your eyes, wants to heal you wants to give you purpose, wants to give you destiny. Just open yourself up to God's plans for this year. We all make our own plans and set our own goals for the year. But this morning, God's asking, will you open your heart up to my plans this year? We open your mind up. We open your life up. We open your schedule up. We open your budget up for my plans in 2023. Lord, order our steps. Lord, make our straight path, our path straight. Sorry, in 2023. Lord, order our steps. Lord God, lead us, Holy Ghost. We want to follow you, Jesus. Not follow our own ways, our own intentions, our own ideas, our own understanding. But we're here this morning, right at the beginning of this year. We hand it over to you today. That's it. You begin to pray. You begin to just in your own words, just hand it over to God today. You do it, Lord God, have your way in my life, have your way in my business, have your way in my work. That's it, you begin to pray this morning. Just reach out to God this morning. Commune with Him today, talk with Him today. Your way in my family, your way in my home, your way in every situation, Lord God. Your way in my prayer life, Lord God. Anoint me to pray, Lord God. Anoint me to find you in a deeper way this year, Lord. That's it. Open your heart up this morning. Express your heart today. Cry out with your voice this morning.
5: Fill our hearts with your love.
4: Lord God, we thank you, Jesus. Without you, we would be nothing. Without you, we would be without an anchor, without a rudder, without a future. Our past would dictate everything. Our circumstances would dictate everything. This world, this Aussie culture we live in with its own gods and its own idols, that would dictate everything. But Jesus, you've saved us from ourself. You've saved us from just being like everyone else and living, like everyone else and you've given us a chance for something greater. You've opened our eyes to a greater reality. You've opened our eyes to a future full of hope, full of purpose, full of meaning. Lord, let the gospel be at the centre of our lives this year, the good news about Jesus. The gospel comes with grace, everybody. That's the whole point of Jesus' message. No one deserves to be set free from prison. No one deserves to have their blind eyes open. No one deserves to have freedom and liberty. But the grace of God, this is the gospel. It's the grace of God through Jesus Christ. He sets us free and He heals us even though we're, wor- we're worthless. He loves us because He created us. We have a poor self-image, but God sees us created in His image as valuable. Therefore, He came by His grace to set us free. 2023 is not a year of good works, pushing, shoving, disciplined works, trying extra hard. It's a year of walking by His grace. We don't look to what we're meant to do, but we look to God, to His grace, and then He helps us to know what to do. Thank you, Lord God. Yesterday, um, quite a few of us from the church I went to a funeral uh, it was a sad day Wendy Tahu that many of you may know uh, died last week and uh, she was a real prayer warrior you know she just really believed in Jesus really believed in the power of prayer it was amazing at the funeral that came through really really strongly and uh, she would often be in that back room there we pray there every morning on a Sunday morning from 9am she'd often be there And she was in there many times and we were praying for her because she had cancer a couple of times and we prayed many times for her cancer. And uh, we're going to start next week with just a mini-series, just a few weeks, just looking at prayer as we start the year. And uh, it's just amazing for Wendy in her funeral yesterday. You know, when you go to a funeral, it's always about legacy, isn't it? What they leave behind. It's just amazing that she left behind a legacy of prayer. Yes, there's family and friends and grandchildren, all those beautiful parts of a legacy, but I hope that you'll say on my day, when I, I died at my funeral, you know, this was a man of prayer. This was someone who sought God, that believed, that believed. Prayer is about what you believe. You go into the place of prayer because you have faith that God is King, that Jesus rules, that the Holy Spirit is in you, that lives can change. That's why you pray. Prayer is not about reality, it's about faith for tomorrow that things will become a reality and uh, I almost feel like we're going to start next week in this little series about prayer and it's going to really be an honour and a reminder uh, of Wendy who is a real intercessor some of you here struggle to pray and you've got to sort your prayer life out I can guarantee you that Wendy prayed for you you might be struggling to take five minutes to spend with Jesus This woman that we buried yesterday prayed for people in this congregation, prayed for this church, prayed for the kingdom of God in Casey and Frankston. And that takes maturity to go into the place of prayer, not pray for your own needs, but to pray for others and to pray for the city and to pray for the kingdom of God. And now she's gone. passes on to us to continue to pray, to continue to declare the name of Jesus. And to continue to move on as the people of God. Amen. Amen.
0: Wow, what a powerful morning, wasn't it? Um, we've heard a lot about mental health and, and things like that. I just really encourage you today's going to be a beautiful day. Is there someone that you know that you could reach out to? Maybe go for a walk, go visit someone, you know, be intentional, make that choice. Because this is what it's all about, isn't it? It's about community. It's about reaching out. We hate hearing these statistics about suicide. But what can we do? We can pick up the phone. We can knock on the door. So instead of going home and watching Netflix or leave the washing, the washing can wait. Just be intentional today. So if anyone needs prayer, we've got a team. We would love to pray with you. Uh, Just come down the front and we will pray. Otherwise, our 36th birthday next week cupcake making yes or decorating um who can you invite who can you bring okay it's a really special day but otherwise I hope you all have a brilliant day it's been a real privilege and honor to host today and have a great week ahead and I'll see you next week